0: You're listening to Mike T. Property Secrets Podcast, where we bring you the latest news, opinions, and insights on property investment and secrets to success in real estate affairs. Introducing your host, Mike T. of Mike T. Real Estates. Learn the secrets of some of real estate's top agents. It's property made easy with Mike T. Property Secrets. Welcome. I'm Mike T. and I'm uh, today, I'm speaking with uh, one of Australia's leading investment property experts. He's a TV host of uh, Your Property Empire from Sky News Business Channel. Um, let me introduce to you Mr. Chris Gray. Hello,
1: Mike. How you doing?
0: Good day, Chris. I'm doing well. How are you doing today? Yeah, very good. Thanks. Excellent, excellent. Uh, can I start off by asking you, uh, Chris, what is it exactly you do in your business right now?
1: Sure. So effectively, I'm a buyer's agent and a renovator. Um, And I guess it came about because I made a lot of money in property and retired at 31 out of Deloitte being an accountant. And everyone asked me how I did it. So I started teaching them. And then people said to me, oh, look, can you just do it all for me? So whatever you buy for yourself, buy me one. And that's how the whole buyer's agent thing started. So basically, I implement what I do for myself.
0: Oh, okay. Fantastic. Now, um... Can you tell our listeners a bit of your story of what, how you got into all this and uh, your past and, and some of the things that you can advise our listeners that yeah, your sure. past doesn't, doesn't necessarily define your future?
1: Yeah, so look, I i guess my natural skill is I'm good with numbers. So even though I'm a TV presenter, I'm actually not good with words <laughs> and images and colours and hearing, I, I can't listen, I can't read people and all that kind of stuff, but I'm good with numbers. So basically basically, I came to Australia when I was 18, I kind of did the backpacking thing, went home, and then mum was trying to give me a curfew at midnight on a Saturday, saying, look, you've got to be back at midnight. And I said, mum, I've travelled around the world, I don't need a curfew, and enough, enough, I am moving. Yeah. So I guess that was probably the first thing is that was the catalyst because first home buyers, it's all too easy at home and I loved the lifestyle and, and I just needed to be pushed. Everyone needs a reason to buy their first home. And mine was I wanted the freedom and I wanted to, um, to, to get out of the house. So I basically looked at hundreds and hundreds of properties and I knew nothing about property. So I'd see stuff next to car parks and I wouldn't know if it's a good thing or a bad thing or if it's right. next to retail or something like that. But anyway, I ended up looking at all these one-bedroom units. That's all I could afford. And I couldn't stand them. They're horrible in kind of crappy parts of town. Yeah. But then I fell in love with a three-bedroom house. And there's no way I could afford it. It was in a really cool part of town, 20 miles north of London, right near all the wine bars and all that kind of stuff. But I basically sat down and I set myself a goal. I said, I want that property. But I looked at all the numbers and the numbers actually made sense to me because buying a one-bedroom unit, I couldn't afford it. It would take all of my wages. But if I bought a three-bedroom house and rented two rooms out, I could actually live for free.
0: Okay. So it actually
1: made sense, like supersizing it. And obviously I couldn't afford it. And so I went to my dad and I said, look, this is what the numbers tell me. The numbers tell me it's cheaper for me to get this three-bedroom house, but I need you to persuade the bank or I need someone to persuade the bank to lend me the money, yep. which he basically did. So I wasn't really after a gift. I was after his kind of stamp of approval to get the mortgage because I knew once I got it, I could live for free. And I ended up buying a $80,000 property or £80,000 that was worth 100 grand. And I wow. only earned 10 grand at the time. So basically, I bought a property, I made two years' salary overnight, and I lived for free. Wow. And that was the list that got me going. And I just thought there's more t- to life than making money and working for a living. There's a smarter way. And basically, I carried on accounting for 10 years, but I bought more and more properties because it was making me more money. Okay, fantastic.
0: Um, and what, what would you say is the hardest part uh, or the biggest challenge of your life um, uh, up until up until now?
1: Yeah, look, the hardest thing is is living with debt. So I've been in debt since I was 18. Um, now I owe $10 million worth of debt. Sure, I've got some property, so it's, uh, it's, it's only like two-thirds of, of my asset value. But it's still hard to live with debt. Um, the property investing is easy. Um, the renovations is pretty straightforward the hardest thing for me is getting money out of the bank. And so I pretty much spend my time trying to, and I'm in business not really to make a lot of money, but to make enough money uh, just to service my debts. That's where my real money is, um, money from property. So that's basically it, is I spend my time with brokers and with accounts, fiddling with the numbers to try and persuade the bank to lend me more money.
0: Okay. And, And what's the three greatest life lessons you could give to our, pass along to our listeners?
1: Look, I think um, anything is possible, like you said before. Look, I had no idea I could have this lifestyle that I've got now, so I work maybe 20 hours a week at the most. Yep. Uh, I drive a Lamborghini, I've got a couple of boats, I fly choppers, I travel overseas like a week of the month, so it kind of lasts pretty good. How many Lamborghinis have you got, Chris? Sorry? How
0: many Lamborghinis
1: do you have? i just got the one, but uh, it's a bright purple one. Yeah, I've seen it. But again, is that actually rises in value? So I'm contrarian. So yeah. I do the opposite of what most other people do. So I still don't live in my own home, and um, I've got a car that appreciates. I bought it for two hundred and fifty, and it's just gone up to three hundred and fifty or four. Wow! Um, but I never imagined I could have that kind of lifestyle. So I think the first thing is to dream big. Dream big. Um, yeah. The second thing I think is just go out and do it. So I say with a lot of investors, they're trying to get high capital growth, high rental yields easy to borrow money, uh, easy to get um, properties uh, kind of on the market, and low interest rates. And everyone wants that ideal world, but it never happens. So you just got to go out and jump because otherwise everyone's got a reason not for putting something uh, into practice. And I'd say the third thing is is you've got to live for today. So literally every month I hear someone, unfortunate news, they've got cancer, someone's died, someone's had a heart attack or a stroke, and it's not 60 and 70-year-olds, it's 30 and 40-year-olds that are having this yep. stuff. So, sure, you've got to save for tomorrow and you can't blow it all today, but you've got to live for today as well. Yep. And so I think it's trying to have that work-life balance that you can do stuff. And, look, I earn more money now and I work less than I ever worked. So the, the poorest I was was when I was working the hardest as an accountant. Wow. So it's, it's, it's trying to, to work smarter rather than um, just putting in lots of big hours necessarily.
0: Great, great tips there, uh, Chris. So first one is dream big. Two, just do it. And three, live for today. Yeah. That's great. Now, if I could um, take you back 20 years um, and tell your old self one thing, what would it be?
1: I think it's probably those three things. (laughs) So um, you never know where you're going to be and I guess at 25, so I had probably, how many properties? I had about two properties then, and I was just finishing accounting to get my residency to come to Australia, and I carried on continuing, is, um, look, I don't believe in mistakes and things like that. I think everything's for a reason. Yes. Um, But, look, I think I played a pretty good game. I could be worth five or ten times as much, but I decided to, to live the dream and have fun at the same time. So I'm not, even though I'm reasonably materialistic, I'm not all into, I don't need to be worth 50 or 100 million or a billion dollars or something. Yep. I'm pretty happy with what I've got. So I think it's having that balance and, yeah, just believe in yourself and just get out there. Probably learning is another good thing. So I got into education probably at about 31. So I, from leaving school, I never read a book, never went to a seminar, didn't do any of that stuff. And I discovered that about 30, 31, about a year before I gave up work. If I discovered that earlier, then that was that was probably be a good thing. But look, I, I've got no regrets. I think it's all, all good. Yeah, but no, of of it. And
0: what type of education did you uh, do?
1: Look, absolutely everything. So I started off with Rich Dad, Poor Dad, like oh, okay, uh, probably the most famous book in, in real estate. I tried to read it a, a few years ago and I couldn't read it. It seemed so dull. But I think it's just because I've read so much other stuff <laughs> since then. Yeah. Yeah. But I say every seminar, read every book. Just get out there and learn. Um, I mean, I've moved it to a different level now. So I'm in a company, in a group called the Entrepreneurs' Organization, which is a global group of about 13,000 entrepreneurs. And I spend half my life with these guys now. Wow. And it's not to necessarily network, but these are people that are doing things off the scale. Um, there's no rules, um, as in their, their minds aren't limited with the way they think and um, I go and see a lot of them overseas. So I do about five, six trips overseas with these entrepreneurs. I was out on a boat yesterday with about 18 of them, and you just learn from lots of different people, lots of different backgrounds, and I spend pretty much half my life now just learning stuff. Nice. So it's really it's really kind of mentally stimulating. Very good, very good.
0: I'm trying to get myself into that as well too, actually. Um, but it's
1: like doing this stuff. It's like doing these podcasts and, and uh, yep. videos and stuff. Uh, there's so much free information that's good.
0: Oh, that, that's very true. And you don't learn this sort of stuff at school at all. Um, no. So I'm very much into learning and improving. Now, if I was, if you were to study from scratch, if you were starting from scratch, Chris, uh, what, is it, what is one thing that you would do?
1: Look, I think that the kind of properties that I've got into, I love property because yes. it's stable, it leverages your money. So... If you've got 100,000, you buy a 500 grand property, you leverage five times. That's where I think the value is. And you're not paying tax on it if you don't sell. So, so I think property is a really good, safe game. I've always gone for stable blue chip property. And look, not everyone can do it. So you need a higher income, you need more money to buy in. But say in, in Australia, they i not buying the kujis, the Bondi's, the Tamarama's, the Manly's. Yeah, And it's a million bucks to get in there now. But it's always been good. And when you get a recession, they're not really affected because there's lots of wealthy people that can afford those. Right. But look, I've in Coogee, so a few beaches down from Bondi before the Olympics in 99 for 360. Everyone said I was mad. It was top dollar. It was so expensive. They said it's all going to crash. And look, now it's well over a million dollars. So I think rather than trying to get the latest fads, rather than trying to buy off the plan or buy in Queensland or in regional areas or do all this kind of fancy stuff and trying to pick the winner... Slow and steady, I think wins the race, and so yeah. i'm I'm highly in debt, but I don't think it's risky debt because I'm buying really good quality assets so say if you're in shares, it's like buying the banking stocks versus buying dot com stocks yeah
0: yeah, yeah, no very good, excellent now um, what's the best piece of advice that you have ever received um
1: Okay, that's a tough one.
0: Um, Maybe two, you might have had a couple.
1: Yeah, look, I really believe in mentors. So I've, I've got, always had lots of mentors and I've paid a lot of money for them. Like now I'm paying one and he's $3,500 an hour. Wow. So uh, seriously. He's seriously give me some
0: good advice.
1: Yeah, hope so. But again, it's justified is, so I speak to this guy and I've only just hired him recently and he's basically five grand a month. or two 45-minute sessions. So it's an hour and a half a month. That's three, three and a half grand an hour. But the way I I think about it is I'm going to get him for 12 months and so it's going to cost me 60 grand a year. Yeah, 60 grand a year is a lot. It's like a whole salary for someone. Of course. But if I just get an hour and a half of his time versus pay a PA for 60 grand a year, the kind of stuff he can tell me can transform my business. Now My business turns over like one or two million dollars. But if he gives me something to change things by 1% or 2% or gives me one extra client or one extra idea, yeah. I can make that money overnight. Exactly. And so I think, I think maybe that, that is maybe my learning is is you've got to learn off cleverer people than yourself. Yeah. And it's the decision maker that makes the money. So, look, he's making a fortune from doing it. But, again, is I can make much more money from that. So I, I don't concentrate on what things cost me. I concentrate on what it makes me. Right, so if he cost me fifty or a hundred grand if he makes me two hundred, five hundred or a million bucks, I'm trying to get what? him to come up with the latest latest idea. Yep. that could be millions of, millions of dollars Wow, so yep. I think maybe that's the message from the mentors is learn from cleverer people, concentrate on what you make out of it, not what it costs you, and yeah look at the look at the blue sky it It takes one idea to make a fortune
0: that's very true, and what's one of your personal habits? that you strongly believe contributes to your success? Drinking. It's probably not my it's probably, it's probably right
1: answer. But um, I spend most of my life socialising now. Right. Uh, or as I say to my wife, it's networking, honey. Yeah, and, um, she, She's very big into it as well. So we both come from very social families. Yeah, My parents around six to seven nights a week and so are hers. Um, so we spend a lot of time surrounding our, ourselves by other people that have got positive ideas, um, are successful yep. and not whinging and moaning and doing all that kind of stuff. And so I can go out, say, like, we've got a shared boat in the harbour. We'll take people out for 6, 12, 18 hours and just hang out with people. And I think that's where you get – that's why I'm generally positive in my attitude because I just – I don't like negative people. I, I just yep. stay away from them. And um, you just learn things from new, from different people. And if you have a one on one meeting for an hour, you learn a certain amount. But if you hang on a boat with them or golf or what, whatever your thing is, and you spend maybe even one or two days with them, it breaks down the barriers and yeah. people really open up. Yep.
0: Yeah. Good, good. Now, everything's gone social, social media, um, Facebook apps, and things like that. What is there? Is there one app that you can't live without?
1: Yeah, look, I haven't gone massive into the social media thing, especially for business. And so, look, we're we're looking at paying someone to to sort that out. So, I use Facebook a bit, not so much for work, but more just to catch up with friends and and write all my sarcastic things on there. So, yeah. I, I quite enjoy that. But the other apps, um, I trip, trip it. So, I go overseas maybe a, a week a month, okay, and then it which just basically coordinates all your travel, and so I can go through and I can see that I've done. I'm trying to think how many trips I've done, like 300 or something, in the last kind of uh, I think five years or something like that. Wow, and uh, I, I just for some positive energy. So I'm flying off to Hong Kong tomorrow, and I can look at my trips. and I've got Hong Kong coming up, Vietnam, I'm off to uh, Europe to do a car rally for three weeks, I'm off to the US a few times, off to Hong Kong, Singapore. Gee, and I just love seeing this, it's it's a really good positive thing to, to always know you've got something good coming up, something to look forward to, right?
0: Right, fantastic. Um, And what book would you recommend? I know you said Rich Dad, Poor Dad.
1: Is there any other book that you'd recommend? Yeah, look, I reckon get them all. Um, And I don't think there's such a thing as a bad book because, and it's like seminars. Um, People say, what seminar should I go to? And I said, look, even if someone's just come out of prison, go and learn from them. Learn how they rip people off or how they play with things, and you can learn a whole stack of stuff. Sure, sure. I did a show called The Renovators on Channel 10 maybe five years ago and I knew nothing about renovations. Like I might do five or ten million a year, yeah. but I understand the Excel spreadsheets. I don't know how to build a wall or paint out a room or something like that. Yeah. So the weekend before I started, I flew to New Zealand and I went to Dimmux and I bought ten books on, re- on renovations and I sped read them over that weekend. And every time I learned something, I wrote something down in the back of the book. Once you've gone through four or five books – you've pretty much got most of the information. So the last five I was hardly learning anything from. And that's a good thing is is, is, there is there's not that much information in the world. It's the same stuff. I've been talking about the same stuff for the last 10 or 15 years. Yeah. And so speed read these things. In the early days, you're learning masses from them. Later and later, then you're learning less and less when you're not writing many things in the back of the book. It, it doesn't really matter. Um, but, yeah, I just think try it all.
0: Wow, yes, very good. Uh, what's the world missing, uh, Chris?
1: That's what I'm trying to find out, and that's why I find this guy at three and a half grand an hour, to find <laughs> out what we're missing in the real because that's what I want to do. <laughs> um, um, look, I think, I, I don't think there's that much new in the world. Sure, there's the Ubers and there's the um, Airbnbs, there's these cracking ideas to make, a, to, to make a million or a billion even, but... Most of it, it's, it's there. I haven't really done anything clever. And I say what I do is it's too simple for most clever people, and that's why they don't do it. Yeah. So all I did is I bought real estate, and I bought good real estate. Sure, I've renovated some, but that doesn't make much difference. It's I just bought it, and I held on. Sure. And sure. if you want to make money and you want to make money in real estate, that's all you need to do, I think. And whatever your area of expertise, no matter where you live in Australia or around the world – if you buy good quality property in the local area that there isn't much more supply of and there's lots of demand, people will keep buying it. Correct. Right. And I think you don't need to be a genius. So sure, if you can find the latest, greatest thing, then, then, then good on you. But I don't think most people will. And they'll keep kind of – there'll be rats in that spinning wheel just carrying on doing the same thing. I just think you just need to buy assets and stretch yourself. Hold on. Don't do anything too stupid. And you suddenly look back in 10 or 20 years and you've made a lot of money.
0: Yeah, right. Um, thank you for your time, Chris. Now, if right. uh, my listeners wanted to find out more about you, where can they uh, find you or reach
1: you? Yeah, sure. So if they just Google me, then hopefully I'll come up on the, the first few pages. Yeah. But uh, your empire is thebusiness.com.au. Um, I've got a book which I pretty pretty much put all the information I know. Yep, oh, that's I yeah, that's the one. They're for the same yeah, for the same and, and, and so the main thing is with that, so when I used to coach people about real estate and then they said, oh, look, can you do it for me? Rather than explain everything like do you buy a house or a unit, fixed or variable, all of these different things, I put everything into the book. So I'm not trying to make a fortune by selling 10 different books. I put everything into the one book and I give it away for free. And the whole idea is is if people aren't going to be my customers, I'll give them the information They love me because then I haven't charged them and they go off and put it into practice and I've got happy people out there. The ones that called me that believe in outsourcing and and using the expert, because if I buy 50 or 100 a year, ideally I'm going to do it better than them and I'll pay for myself. So for those people, they read the book and they say, yeah, that's what I want. Chris, I'll hire you. Just go off and implement it. So if you go on the website, you can get the book for free, in audio soft copy, or I think for $5 we'll send you a hard copy. And there's stacks of YouTube videos and blogs and stuff like that. So if people want free information and they don't want to pay a cent, there's absolutely stacks of it on there. And I guess for the ones that are used to outsourcing, they want me to do it all for them, then look, I can personally build you a portfolio as well. Fantastic. Really appreciate
0: it, Chris Gray. Um, And uh, be in touch.
1: Thanks a lot.
0: That was Mike T. Property Secrets Podcast, your source for real estate and success secrets. Tune in next time to hear more great interviews. Don't forget to leave a comment, rate the show, and, most importantly, subscribe so that you never miss an episode. Till next time!